0: off top your feet are younger than your head because your feet are closer to the earth less time has passed for your feet than your head thanks to mass's effect on the curvature of space time play the music this is the dominique foxworth show what up charlie I think that might be your best off-top fact. Man, that is fascinating. Time dilation is an incredible rabbit hole that I've been in a number of times and still have a hard time fully grasping it. Uh, I I watched um, Interstellar with my daughter Mm -mm. over the weekend. And like, I really like that movie. It's a good movie, especially a father-daughter movie. So she's in the movie. She's 12 um, and we're. Like, I'm close with all my kids, but you have different bonds with different kids. And with her, one of the things that we have together is watching movies. So it felt like an important moment that because that's like a father-daughter story. Yeah. And it's about the passage of time and the and time dilation. And it just sent me back down that rabbit hole to try to relearn all of that stuff. And it is a rabbit hole that you will be in very soon.
1: And I'm not
0: going to lie. It also must feel... Very nice to listen to
1: that, like, beautiful Hans Zimmer interstellar score after weeks of just hearing whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, it does uh, impact you a little bit more. The this is, They should do, like, the way that we have music in movies, it really changes, like, how you if you don't, if you've never noticed it before, just like pay attention to what happens to you emotionally when you're watching a movie and you notice like the words matter, the action matters, but I feel like the music impacts you more than anything. And like to tie it into football, would you be all for it? If like, we don't, they stopped letting people go to games and they just recorded the games and then presented them with soundtracks to us all Afterwards, so we all watched it together with music that accompanied the the moment. I mean, that's like turning it into NFL films, which I love. NFL and films. It's like-, like every morning before my own football games, when I was young, I'd wake up. Like it was hard for me to get up uh, on, on normal days. But on Saturday, I'd pop up every Saturday at like 6 a.m. My games weren't till like 1. And I don't know if you remember this. I guess you're younger than me, so maybe it's different. But NFL films would do those yearbooks every no, morning watched
1: i watched them all the time
0: oh my gosh and they just would go back to back to back i loved it so much so that i ended up buying the nfl films dvd and it just played all that music and i would like rewatch one of the parents would record the games i re rewatch the games with the nfl dvd or the nfl cd playing the, the football songs in the background uh, i mean my
1: my favorite were the the raiders ones you just get like you know Winds of a raider, like oh, some pirate music and Marcus yeah. Allen jumping over. Is it the,
0: the autumn winds are a yeah. raider, right? That's I think yeah. it's something like that. But yeah, it was this under underappreciated how important those NFL films were to the growth of Steve Sable and all into the growth of the sport. This is not where I expected to start. I didn't expect to be talking about Steve Sable, Whopper, Interstellar, Time Dilation. <laughs> but I'm sure you can come up with some pithy transition from that to Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think we can because I think we can all agree. I would rather have Steve Sable narrating Patrick Mahomes and oh. Tony Romo. Go, oh. oh, my gosh,
0: man. Like off on Sunday, we're all in the media. So there's like some like brotherhood in that. So like I feel like coming down on him is not because I've had plenty of bad appearances, but it just, it's just tough, man. It's just tough. Yeah. good for him. Well, I mean, Tony, I think we can all agree. Tony, seems like My can... wife just came sorry. down here. She's Hi. looking for something. Hey, microphone is right out there. Uh, I might've taken it upstairs for you already. Oh, Sorry. You guys can edit that out or leave it in. Who cares? She's part of the show. <laughs> all right, Charlie, what were you saying, buddy? Uh, I was just going to say, just just to
1: soften it a tiny bit. Tony Romo seems like a, a great hang. Would be very fun to watch a game with, but... Uh, he's lost the thread on making these games exciting. He doesn't have the Gus Johnson thing in him, where he knows the moment of when to, when to, when to bring you in really quiet, and then when to jack it back up for the for the big moments. That is
0: the that is the soundtrack to the game. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that is the emotion of the game. That is what makes you feel those moments bigger than anything. I feel like the Mike Breen bangs are classic. Have you ever heard him talk about his his bang level? He's no. talked about this before. Yeah, about how. He tries to save a bang when he's doing games because he knows that there might always be a bigger bang. For those who don't know, Mike Breen does NBA games, and he says bang when people hear, hit big shots. And he was – I forgot what um, – I was listening to him on a podcast some time ago, and he was talking about how in the course of a game, he'll moderate his bangs. He'll hit you a yeah. little bang, bang. And then if you hit a super big shot – have you heard the double bang? Oh, the double bang. Yeah. Mike Breen will give you a bang, bang. Great.
1: For
0: three, bang, bang, it's the best. Uh anyway, so yeah, Romo is a different experience. I'm sure he'll get better. I feel like um Aikman had a lull at one point, and then Romo's appearance stepped Aikman's game up. Aikman's better. Um, I think we all accept that Greg Greg Olson is the best right now. Mm-hmm. The the at least Greg Olson's not a quarterback, but they're all. White dudes who play offense. uh yeah. We got collinsworth's really good. Like I, I, I think there's like no, nothing's better than a two man booth. I would think with a DB and a quarterback. Like that, that's where we should be heading. Yeah, and I do think we should we
1: should note that Greg Olson, um, a little different than the other quarterbacks. You know, this yeah. is G Reg from the Seventh Floor Crew, <laughs> who is on the classic <laughs> Miami teams.
0: Yeah, I can't never forget Greg Olson, G like, I think of it every time. But just generally, like he's closer to the game yeah. and he obviously still has that that new guy gotta prove myself hunger like he feels like he's the most prepared and he's the most informative and I do like even I feel like I learned things from watching that and I, I to be fair to Collinsworth the same is true I think uh of him through the course of the season but this is not what we want to talk about I yeah. want to talk about Mahomes because you sent yes. me a ridiculous text this morning
2: BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash D-F.
1: Okay, so I debated this for like 40 minutes with my older brother, which is always, that's actually, if you can argue about this with a friend for that long, it's worth talking about. He called me and was like, I've seen enough. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I clutched my pearls and I was like, you know, Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady, 28 to three, seven Super Bowls, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was actually thinking about it because this was a big one for Mahomes. Beating Cincinnati was a big one on one leg. All of his receivers went out. They literally could not sub in a fourth receiver at, any, at, at certain points. They're playing Sky Moore out there who you know hasn't gotten reps. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's someone who normally just does cardio for a couple hours and doesn't actually catch the ball, uh, was their number one target after they took out Kelsey at halftime. And it got me thinking like, You know, it's really hard to call Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback of all time. And we've done this before, where like with like Aaron Rodgers, we're like, oh, he's the most talented guy we've ever seen. I'm sure that was the case with Dan Marino. Peyton Manning, like super influential, changed the game. But what we have now is a five-year sample size with Mahomes. And what I wanted to do is compare it to the other best five-year runs from some of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. And I I I go through this feed. Mahomes has gone to five AFC championship games, three Super Bowls. He has one Super Bowl win. He could win a second one. I'm giving him two MVPs because he's the massive favorite to win that one. And in one of those seasons, he had his 50 touchdown pass season, which was one of the best like 10 statistical seasons of all time. What's interesting about that is I looked at Brady's best five-year stretch, which was 07 to 12. Two MVPs. Did not win any Super Bowls during that stretch. So how we contextualize Brady as this ultimate winner, he didn't actually win Super Bowls playing the best he played individually. And like that was the Moss Moss era. He lost two Super Bowls to the Giants. Um, Went to Peyton Manning, 08 to 13. Three MVPs, no Super Bowls. And, you know, a couple incredible statistical seasons this is when it overlapped the end of his Colts career to the beginning of his Broncos career and then the one that's interesting obviously I can't even compare stats in this era but it's Joe Montana from 86 to 90 because that's actually sort of crazily what Mahomes is like two MVPs he won two Super Bowls they were the dominant team and then he got injured like we are actually approaching a point where you know if we want to talk about oh you got to throw out the statistics because it's a passing league now and Mahomes is so talented you have to see how this team performs his five-year stretch compares favorably to any five-year stretch a quarterback has ever put out not just from the statistics but also from the winning narrative and now winning hurt narrative winning was with worst players narrative all of it because they were not the more talented football team on Sunday against the Bengals which is I mean I think
0: the what you're arguing is the best five-year stretch Mm -hmm. and that's different than the greatest of all time I had, to, this, I had to
1: shrink. I had to shrink it so there was an actual argument.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is also like his first <laughs> five years as a starter, and I think Montana didn't start as a rookie either. Yeah, and he was an MVP by his third year. So it's. I think Montana is the only reasonable um, comparison, right? Hmm. <sighs> but yeah, and you can compare like the stats. I, I think you can't compare stats to each other, but you can compare stats to. Um, their era and I think Montana is probably the only reasonable comparison for this run I think the only other person we could talk about for the greatest is obviously Tom Brady because yeah. of the championships but I think the the strike against Tom Brady if there is any strike against someone who has seven Super Bowls is none of those Super Bowl runs were during his prime so while he was also, influential in those games and in in those playoffs and in those seasons it's different for Mahomes and uh in Montana and in Montana is not fair for us cuz we don't I don't think we lived through that but I like look back yeah. on it and what I understand about those teams is we give a lot of credit to to Walsh we give a lot of credit to to Rice they balled on defense it's like pre um salary cap era they were like loaded and that 49ers team was a result of like stockpiling a lot of talent, having offensive innovation, and um, Joe Montana being outstanding. So I don't know. It's hard. I think it's hard to make that comparison because of how different the games are. Talking about who's the greatest of all time or the, the best five year run, I think is a conversation that we're having right now. Yeah. It's going to be pretty hard to argue against Mahomes if he wins this Super Bowl. Yeah. Again, Against a team that's better than that. Way, way more talented. Yeah.
1: Way more talented, except for at the quarterback position. Yeah.
0: And he's he's injured. So, like, all this stuff, I think part of what goes into this is the the story, like, mm-hmm. beats that we can put in around it. The raw stats are fine and fun, but I think that's just, like, table stakes. What Besides it is, like, 28 to 3. Like, stuff like that. Well, that's it,
1: why... I thought this game was huge because Mahomes was clearly on one leg. He actually ran it when it mattered. Um, and there, I, I mean, I'm sure you felt the same way. There was a point in the fourth quarter when Burrow had the ball on two possessions with the game tied. And he was sort of dealing a little bit where it felt like the Chiefs were cooked. And for Mahomes to end up winning that game and doing it with his legs. That's a huge narrative thing after he pooped his pants last year in the AFC championship
0: game. Right. And I mean, and you add on to that, the Super Bowl that he won was absurd. There's the playoff game against the Bills that somehow we remember that as Josh Allen's kind of, like, elevation and not, like, a continuation on the Mahomes' greatness because he's the one that led the 30, 13-second touchdown drive. Uh, We have the, I guess, the Texans. Huge comeback against the Texans. Then you have a huge comeback against the Titans, too, like, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels like he's doing all of – the, the like ancillary things and we've gotten used to it and we don't talk about it nearly as much as I guess we should. And I guess we have two weeks coming up. Maybe this will be a ton of Mahomes love, but he's been so great for for so long already that it kind of gets glossed over so much so that we are looking for the new stories that I'm, I, I love Burrow and I enjoyed the Burrow thing, but I have to be honest is like, I was a part of the reason like I was a little happy that Mahomes won. It was like, I didn't feel like doing this all week. I didn't feel like fighting fighting the, the Burrow is better all week conversation.
1: I got actually annoyed by the backlash to the backlash
0: because initially I
1: was with you being like, yeah, this is annoying. Like Mahomes is ridiculous. Can't we just appreciate that? Like it's fun to have like a lot of like a, another good quarterback, but Mahomes is the guy. And then there was the backlash to the backlash, which is like, how dare you compare Joe, Joe Burrow to the best quarterback in the league? And I was like, wait. That's the fun part of sports. <laughs> like literally comparing two of the best players in the league. Yeah. Like don't take that away from me. <laughs>
0: that is true. You you are trying to compare him to Joe Montana and Tom Brady who have uh, uh more than a decade of career on top of it. So that is the fun part. Don't but I mean, yeah. Arguing is the fun part. And so yeah. if if I'm not going to get indignant, then what are we doing here? <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I got to get indignant. That's the whole it's the whole um special sauce. You gotta care about this shit that doesn't matter more than anybody else does. That's the point. Well,
1: on that, can I can I give you a, a thing that I noticed that's in Mahomes' favor over Brady? A lot of people talk with the narrative like, oh, Brady didn't have loaded offenses until he got Moss, um, and that's absolutely true. And then he had, you know, greatest modern receiver of all time since Jerry Rice, and the and the best tight end of all time, but Mahomes. His numbers have actually stayed static without Tyree Kill. Like, that's one of the, that's a huge thing in his, in my opinion, in his favor. Like, he had one of, by the advanced statistics and by the raw statistics, one of like the 12 best seasons ever for a cornerback this season. And that's uh, taking Tyree Kill off this team. Like, and, like, I, like, sorry, when I was arguing about this yesterday, my brother kept being like, we have eyeballs. Like, you've yeah. watched <laughs> Mahomes play football. No yeah. one has ever done this. And I was like, Brady in the, you know, the two-minute drill when there's no one, they're going no huddle. He's just as good as Mahomes. And then I was thinking, like, wait a second. We just took all the talent off of Mahomes' offense that didn't actually matter. Not, all of the winning narratives of this being a team game, like, Mahomes does that just actually does that just as well as Brady. Like he is that guy.
0: Yeah, he is that guy. He was a first round pick. So he came in with the pedigree. He doesn't have the the cute, interesting story, I guess, to, that, um, that I think we forget to even address with Brady anymore because he's been in our life for so long. He's been great for so long that he was an underdog kind of a afterthought that ended up taking over that team and winning. But yeah, I mean we don't have to do this conversation anymore i think we're generally in the same place on it it's like mahomes is on on pace but yeah his five-year run run like it's hard to compare that to anyone and that that was one of the kickers in the mahomes versus burrow argument that i was that i would bring up is that he's doing it another way without the talent and that's A uh, really tough thing to do. So, like to get dropped in for Alex Smith, that was tough, but not as hard. And then to have Hill and um, Kelsey, that's tough. Broke down offensive line. It's, it's nice, but it's not perfect. And then we got him a good offensive line, and all the receivers disappeared. And Kelsey's got back spasms, and they win. And not to take credit away from the other players who made plays, like the defense played well, made plays in key times um, in the games this weekend but it just always feels like it has to be about Mahomes. But one of the things that Mahomes deserves credit for is drawing that penalty at the end. That was an incredible flop. The
1: arms went flying.
0: Yeah. Incredible body flop. He drew the penalty. It was sad. It was Joseph. Joseph Asai is the, the culprit who seemed to have red eyes in the post game when he was having a press conference and, Uh, BJ had his back but it was just like an uncomfortable thing and we all got really sad for him immediately I I don't know like I'm not a a fan of any team but like I still like get emotionally invested in these games in some ways like I don't know if my heart could take it if I actually cared you know (laughs) like these fans if I actually cared at the end of that game because like my heart was my, my, my pulse was picking up in the high moments of those games but like I don't lose any sleep (laughs) <laughs> the way that like I feel like real fans do. So I can't imagine that. So like I, I I do know what it feels like to be the reason why your team lost in a situation like that. And so I did immediately feel for Joseph Asai, I wasn't here for for the jokes or the tough questions, even though I know that's part of it.
1: Were there a lot of jokes? I actually was like, this is like maybe the fastest internet reaction where was just like, dude, played his heart out. I feel bad for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't a bonehead play, though. It was like, yes, it was. No, I don't. I mean, I guess it depends on how it was. uh, It was definitely a terrible play, and it hurt them a great deal. But I guess I'm watching him running to the ball, and it's like the things you coach, and he does not like lunge into him. It Patrick Mahomes could have stayed on his feet if he wanted to. Like it wasn't like he had two functioning feet. Yeah, I mean, I, I even with one functioning foot, I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Rewatch the play. We could take a break right now and watch the the replay. He did not like coll- like lunge into Patrick Mahomes. He just he shoved him on like the shoulder pad, right? Which was something you shouldn't do. But I guess that was that was my my feeling. Is it's like maybe that's part of the reason why people weren't so upset with him. Is like we know the rules. And no, none of us were surprised that the flag was thrown because Patrick Mahomes was out of bounds, but it was not one of those penalties that just, he's, the ball had been gone for three seconds and he just goes helmet to helmet. He just like put his forearm into his back.
1: He was two full steps out of bounds, which like, they're going to make that call every time. You can see the defensive back from the Bengals. I'm not sure it was the guy who's not Eli Apple. The second, the second he makes contact um sign makes contact Mahomes. the home, so defensive back raises his hands like in, in like the shrugging emoji like what are you doing dude right um so I mean like was it boneheaded in my opinion yes I assume that all of these players uh are so used to not hitting quarterbacks when they're out of bounds in that situation um but I mean we should talk about it because the refs also took over that entire part of that game and like The Bengals, that has to be gut-wrenching for the Bengals because they had them. They had two possessions with the game tied, and it seemed like, you know, Mahomes and that offense were reeling, and they ended up losing that game, um, which makes an all-time gut-wrenching loss. But I do want to ask you, if that game had gone to overtime, if that penalty hadn't happened, what do you think happens in that game?
0: I have no idea. No
1: clue, right? Yeah, I
0: have no idea. Like I I thought both teams were going to win at many points in this game and was surprised when they didn't come through. Uh, but yeah, that, that sucks. It's a terrible way. I mean, I guess Bucker hitting the kick, it's nice and triumphant to have a kicker prevail in that moment, given what we had seen, um, from Maher. Cause I was definitely like more concerned about that kick because of the Maher experience than I normally would have, but I, I don't know. I just hate that it comes down to that. And I know the coaches say the right things and the players say the right things. Like we have many opportunities, but it, if you're the guy. It doesn't change. And you know that it doesn't matter how many opportunities there are. No one's going to remember this game for all the other mistakes that were made. We're going to remember it for that particular play. And it sucks. That flight home.
1: I still talk about the uh, D4 play. Yeah. J.R. Smith play.
0: Yep. Leon
1: Lett. Like, we're we're in that. Like, to me, that's why it has to be boneheaded. Because like, and by the way, I'm not trying to, like, crush this guy. I don't want him to, like, get, like, you know destroyed for years on twitter he was one of their he like actually popped watching the game as one of their best defensive players um but
0: you know leon let they they still won that super bowl didn't they yeah yeah against the bills that's tough for the bills all right well i don't know i mean we'll see what happens with that Uh, i'm sure he'll be okay team seems to be supportive of him which is nice Town, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: I got to ask you a question about the other game. Because right. we're now, we're careening towards an Eagles uh, Chiefs Super Bowl matchup. The Eagles have been one of your picks the entire year. The most talented team in the NFC. And they got the one seed. They ran through the postseason like it was the preseason. It literally looked like Georgia playing against like, you know, Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Um, but I got to ask you, has this run been impressive at all? Like the Eagles offense was sort of in mud against the 49ers. There were a ton of penalties and three fumbles. Like, am I? is this the least impressive, most impressive run you can imagine?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is, uh, would they have prevailed against different opponents? Um, or I guess the the best opponent would have been uh the 49ers with except like with who though I I don't feel like I guess it's with a healthy Brock Purdy would be the most challenging opponent like I I think the An NFL caliber quarterback yeah I think the Cowboys actually probably matched up well against them uh if we're looking at teams that were in the playoffs but I agree they did not despite the fact that the score in both of their playoff games were utterly dominant. They looked utterly dominant against teams. They look utter- utterly dominant in the front against teams that could not contend with them up there. I would say the most impressive thing about their run is being able to run the ball against with ease, it seemed like against that um that 49ers defensive line and linebackers. But other than that, I mean I guess their defense played really well against a couple of bad offenses. But yeah, I guess you're right. It's not the most impressive run, but I don't, it it still doesn't mean they're not really good. They still look really good.
1: And they're, they're outrageously talented. Like you, you watch these games, it seems like every single player that gets called out by, by an announcer, like, oh, that guy's an all pro caliber player. What's he doing there? Um, But the reason I wanted to go through this a tiny bit is like, Okay, Jalen Hurts had like 121 yards. 35 of those went to Devontae Smith on a pass that he actually dropped, which was not like, you know, an all-time dime. Given the fact that he was open, um, they just—I don't think that they actually dominated the 49ers. Like the 49ers played without an NFL quarterback; they literally couldn't throw the ball. Uh, I guess defensively, they were dominant against a team that was actually one-dimensional on offense because they couldn't throw the ball. But they got you know. They, they could have gone into that half at 14-7 if Josh Johnson doesn't decide to hand the ball back to them. And that changed everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it changed everything. I don't know that the difference it would have been that different in the second half. But I get what you're saying. It did, I guess, change the amount of um, pressure that was on the 49ers by how much they had to come back from. But I don't think the outcome would have been that different. I guess I was more impressed by their ability to run the ball. And their offensive line being just as good against this defensive line as they have been against other defensive lines that are not nearly as talented. So that was the impressive part to me. You're right. The run hasn't been all that good. The the story of this season, and we kind of lost the thread on this particular story because the beginning of the season, we weren't sure if Jalen Hurts was going to survive the season. Right. And even I was already like wondering what they were going to do to try to address the quarterback. Uh, In the offseason, because if they don't win, it would only be because of him. And Mm -hmm. he like elevated his play to a new level. He hasn't done it in playoffs, but they haven't needed him to. He's he's hurt. Yeah, and he's hurt. I think that that's probably one of the takeaways that. It's a I mean, it's probably a bit hyperbolic to say that this is evidence that the season is too long. But the idea that we had four teams. And. All four of the teams had injury issues for the most protected position, and while we're watching both of those games, people are dropping all over the place, everywhere, everywhere, and like they, everyone needs this bye week between the Super Bowl, and people are dropping everywhere, and it's just like, it's only so much you can ask of uh, of the human body or fifty three human bodies through one season.
1: Well, I mean, I, worth noting on that. Okay, Mahomes's ankle. Uh, Travis Kelsey back spasms, Jalen Hurts shoulder, Lane Johnson retore his groin in that game. The 49ers, Brock Purdy, we don't know exactly what happened to his elbow, but some UCL injury. Nick Bosa got leg whipped and then got injured again. Fred Warner got in- That's an all pro team of just injuries from that game. That's unbelievable.
0: It is. And it just I mean I guess there maybe it's just coincidence and it's just random and like uh Joe Burrow wasn't like hurt hurt but I you saw when his arm went dead and he was like holding it limp and he hurt his hand at the end in the fourth quarter of a game yeah. yeah so like that maybe it's just like coincidence but that to me is should be concerning because I I know that that the league from a marketing standpoint only cares about the quarterbacks and I don't know if you find this is funny but when we, during the regular season, they like market the Thursday night game, and they always like put a guy up there. And when they have to turn to like D linemen and wide receivers and running backs, you know they're in bad shape. They want to be able to put a quarterback up to promote the Thursday night game for everybody. But when you look up and they're like TJ Watt is lining up against, like, and then they show the quarterback on the other side, it's a bad look. So. I, I don't think that you could do anything else to protect the quarterbacks, but you're asking so, so much of them through the course of this year. It's just gonna, like, you're going to, it's going to catch up to you. And if you expand it past just the teams that are in a final four, like nobody's healthy. Nobody's in great shape. Josh Allen had the elbow injury. Um, Lamar Jackson missed a bunch of games. It's just, yeah. Even if you only care about the quarterbacks, it's still, uh, we're in bad shape.
1: You know, a couple things. First of all, you know putting Nick Bosa on a graphic appeals to a very specific set of people that I think the NFL, you know, really wants to watch these games. Um
0: but you see also, Joey Bosa getting getting uh, upset?
1: I you know Philly like people are hilarious cuz a random dude just completely dunking on Joey Bosa and having uh, Joey Bosa call him a broke boy and and tell him that he's like hanging out with his butt buddies. Like yeah. Joey Bosa you came off like such a loser, yeah, like an unbelievably big loser.
0: It's bad. How? What would you re- recommend? How would you recommend he react to that? Because obviously he did it wrong. I, I mean, you want to win that exchange. You can't just walk away. Like I think that's probably the best way to to, to react to it. But Joey Bosa, like I think he wanted to like exhibit the, or uh, highlight the fact that he's in a better place in life than this guy i i feel like maybe he should have responded with um hey guy can you take it easy on me i've had a bad week my lamborghini's in the shop i lost the playoff game and my private jet pilot is uh is has gotten sick it's just a rough week for me man i i really don't got the time you know what it's like right because that's essentially what he was trying to do like, like that would be a more graceful way to say you know broke because what yeah. joey said was you're broke and was like and you got to do it with no emotion that's the bad part is you can't show that you're riled up like whatever you say you got to be chill with it like joey wanted to fight this man in the, in the parking lot i think he had a few options one is just to laugh at him yeah. and
1: another one is to uh just give him the quick succession brian cox off and continuing <laughs> to walk that works every time
0: all right all right the
1: third is to go just full like uh make fun of him for being as philly as possible. Yeah, just be like that's true. you would die to have me on your team
0: you got to do something yeah i mean it's clear that what he did was wrong but you can be his advisor call him up and and teach him how to handle these i mean uh, uh,
1: the other one is just a big thumbs up the sarcastic thumbs up to someone when you're making fun of them like a sweet insult and just throw the thumbs one. up and a smile that works every time
0: i like that Go to shopify.com network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: All right, so last thing I'd to ask you about is the Brock Purdy situation. Because it sucked, I mean, like, we we joke that like Shanahan could win with anyone at quarterback, he cannot win with uh, the desiccated husk of Josh Johnson and Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback. Um, I thought for sure Brock Purdy was going to be the starter next uh, next season. I thought it was going to be really awkward when they had to choose between him and Lance. Um, but you know, Trey Lance has thrown 400 passes in the last five years. There are actual concerns about his development at this point, despite the fact that he's everything that Kyle Shanahan in theory wants in a quarterback. But we don't know what's going to happen with Purdy now because of the injury, because of the way this played out. Do you think our buddy, now that there's an opening there, do you think Thomas Edward Patrick Brady is going to be the quarterback in the San Francisco 49ers next year?
0: It's possible. Um, That'd be an interesting combination because I think most places you hand the offense over to, to Brady. Not there. And I'm not sure that these are the type of players that Tom Brady wants around him. I mean, I guess Kittle is probably it, but Debo Well, and
1: and McCaffrey. McCaffrey is like he killed with Kevin Falk.
0: Yeah, perfect. I I was going to say one of those slot receivers, except with running back skills. But Kevin Falk is he's yeah, he's a supercharged Kevin Falk. Good job. Not being racist as I was thinking about the little white guy. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess they could figure out, like, uh, Kyle Shanahan is not, while he has been effective with his system, like, his system is flexible. Like, he's done it with different quarterbacks, different styles. Like, he seems yeah. to really understand um offenses and defenses and, and players and knows how to use them. But he does seem to have a type of player that he wants, which doesn't seem like the type of player that Brady, uh, as far as pass catchers, concern that brady's going to look for and tom brady is not um he wants a good offensive line they don't have that they have a good tackle i don't think their offensive line is great so i don't know if it works out perfectly the great defense certainly helps but if he's looking to win another championship then that's certainly a place to go but i'm not one to say that he can like hurt his legacy at all but like does this feel ring chasey at this point
1: Oh. I have no idea why he's still playing football. I, it yeah. doesn't like it doesn't like compute to me because it's like reached it's like reached the weird point. Like it's it's two years ago, and even last year when he went out against the Rams, there were legitimate questions being like, "Whoa, leverage situation." Like he's up there with anyone. Like he was actually up there in the class. The way he pre- performed was admirable and close enough to Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen that we were like, "Okay, whatever." Perfect way to go out now it's just weird he's gonna be 47 years old he clearly doesn't want to get hit anymore um but this is the this is actually the one situation that makes a lot more sense to me than if he's just like playing for the raiders next year yeah, the Raiders doesn't make like, any sense to me being like a glorified casino greeter like working for mgm in the in in the arena like that, because that's that's what it would be with sports yeah. gambling going national but with san francisco like there's a chance that Purdy's going to miss a significant portion of next year, which we don't, I want to be clear, we do not know yet, but is distinctly possible with the reports we got from Schefter. Um, that's the opening. Yeah. That's actually the opening because you could make a legitimate case to trade Lance for a pick, keep Purdy as, as your future, who's incredibly cost controlled, and bring in Brady. This is actually the one situation that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, the, the Brady thing, you know how players say nothing's more important to me than football, and we all take that, but we understand that it's a figure of speech. Like, I kind of think for Brady, it's not a figure of speech. And while we that all, kind we, of. thing, it, it,
1: It's true. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: we all try to, like, project what we believe to be reasonable motives onto it It's like, He wants to win another championship, and this is the best place for him. I I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure he doesn't want to suck, but I I also feel like he just doesn't want to not be playing football. But I don't know. This is probably pretty irresponsible because we don't really know anything about what he's thinking. I can't project it because he's not normal. I'm not like him. But I, I don't. Because every time I think about the Brady situation, the most attractive option to me sounds like riding off into the sunset. (laughs) Like, he never does that. Like three Super Bowls ago, I would have been like, "Hey, perfect time to ride off into the sunset." Man, went and won three more. But anyway, he—I
1: mean—he had it perfect last year. Yeah, he came back from
0: twenty-one down against the Super Bowl champs and like
1: played him to a draw, other than an insane Cooper Cup catch. Like, the dude has had five storybook endings already to a career that is like—I mean. I was, I was looking at some of his cumulative numbers. I remember, do you remember how big a deal it was when Peyton Manning got to 300 touchdown passes? And they were like, wow, he's going to blow this record out of the water. Like, yeah. Like, Marino is at 439 or something. Uh, Manning said, Brady's at like 650. He's lapped the field. And if he plays a couple more years, like if he plays for a good team, like his records are, I know we're in a passing move, but they're going to be like untouchable. They're going to be like <laughs> Will Chamberlain records. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't get Tom Brady, but I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. I appreciate you, Charlie. Time for everyone's favorite Foxworth Roses and Thorns.
1: He's so good!
0: How has Dominique been lately? Bad or good? Let's find out. This is Roses and Thorns. All right. Roses and Thorns with Ashley. I'm not going to say everybody's favorite Foxworth because I know that bothers you, but
3: and if they met more of our family, I wouldn't be. So right. I just they feel don't. like it's
0: right now. You're the favorite. It's they have two options. Is
3: but me. here's the thing that I realized last week when you say that everyone's favorite Foxworth or like Audi, he was so sweet. He was like, people listen to this. People like listening to this. Anyone who gets to this point of your show must like you well enough, right? Like because they've like listened to a whole like 35 minutes before this to get to this place. That- and like you.
0: The thing, the thing is, like, people can fast forward to this, but also, like, you don't have to like somebody. Like, First Take is, like, the most popular sports show in the world. And
3: people love Stephen A. Smith.
0: I mean, some people do, <laughs> but I think they find him, like, provocative and entertaining. People could listen to this and... Just listen because they love to get mad at the things that I say. But when you show up,
3: they find you provocative and entertaining. Just
0: a ray of sunshine or informative. They don't have to like me, but you,
3: I don't know. I wouldn't listen to a pot. I wouldn't listen to someone's podcast for 40 minutes. If I didn't like them, I'd be like, get out of my ear. Like other, there's so many sports podcasts, like other people could be telling them I get it's like a different takes and stuff. And maybe they just like the way you think but like I don't know if they like the way you think and I feel like they might like you well enough Soothing so then here's the thing baritone. no one's gonna say mean things about someone they likes wife is was the point that I didn't make to Adi that like I probably should have raised but because it's like wow like that's like personal to him I can I can disagree with how he feels about Dak Prescott or whatever you were saying earlier in today's show about like Patrick Mahomes or I imagine we're talking about him and Jalen Hurts um look at you but this,
0: is, this is, we're gonna let the sports get into this one too
3: I actually do watch football, I know you do. You know? I'm so glad I didn't when you were playing. Like, because every game I'm, like, worried about someone. Like, like not always as extreme as obviously what happened with Demar Hamlin. But, like, you just see, like, in the first quarter of the, the – not the first quarter, the first plays. Uh, not plays, but, yeah. like – in the first possession of the second game yesterday, the Mahomes one, someone got injured. Like, and watching them like go down and stuff, and like imagining, like, wow, how do they feel? How do their family members feel? I'm so glad I had no clue what was going on when you playing. And I would sit there and watch like the field and just like my eyes would zone out so I wouldn't even see individual players. Like, so I had no idea if you were hurt or not. So great.
0: Fred for Warner got hurt in the first game and was like holding his neck or holding his shoulder, his neck. Like, yeah. I was talking about this earlier with Charlie, like how it felt like there were so many more injuries um towards the end of this season and we're in the i guess this is the second year of an 18 um game or you 18 weeks 17 game season and it does feel like there's a different toll when you add another one of those games
3: it was 16 games when you played and now it's up to 18 not just no weeks? it's up
0: to 18 weeks 17 games oh
3: it was seventeen yeah, games, but okay. i'm sure but i guess even those awful weeks though even your bye week you practice a little bit not the whole week i'm sure
0: but but i mean i, I I never really had my worst injuries were all in practice. I never really had a bad on-field injury, fortunately. Because
3: you know, regret that I have. You know, we could talk about regrets Let's today, start. but we don't have to. Something I thought of the other day, and it's a small thing. So, back when you tore your ACL, it was in training camp. I'm sorry, I have this earpiece in, and it's not in right, so I'm just gonna mess with it. Some you, we were in, you were in training camp, and it was like in July. I remember we got married July 3rd of that year, and um, I had an internship in D.C. that I had missed a good amount of because we had just gotten married and going on our bootleg honeymoon to the Bahamas. Um, oh, you're so fancy. You can put your No, I'm there just now. showing
0: you that it goes over your ear, not under your ear. Oh. And you should put it on the other side, probably.
3: I'm not going to figure this out in a short put time. put it
0: over the ear on the other side. Eh,
3: okay, i it like this. Do Saturday. it like that. Then. Um, <laughs> you know, and so he called me one day. I was at my internship. I was interning at the Children's Defense Fund. I was in law school. And he called me and was like, uh, I tore my ACL. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Okay, let me go back to typing this memo. I mean, not literally, like I felt really bad for you. But that night, I didn't even in like Baltimore, Pikesville, where we lived to from where I was in DC. Yeah, it sucked coming in, in the morning. It sucked honestly going back in the evening. But like I could have driven there. I did not show up. Like, like now I really pride myself as an adult on like showing up for the people I love when they not just when they need, but when they want. And like, that's the time where I was like, like, I think we talked recently on a date about like maybe the first couple of years of our marriage, I was like, whether it was like postpartum or whatever, like I wasn't, I don't know. I was, I feel, it feels foggy to me. And I, I didn't show up as a wife in the ways that I would have liked to. Like, even we talked about when we went out this week about our first anniversary, how you cooked this fabulous. Food. And it was like, okay, well, I have a cookout to go to now. Like what type of awful person? Um, But you tore your ACL. And I remember I came out like the next day, make, maybe it was a Thursday, let's say. Cause I was like, okay, well, like I have to get my internship in DC tomorrow. So I'm just going to stay in DC again tonight. And then the next day I remember coming out and you were just looking sad in the basement. And I was like, damn, like I really, so I'm sorry for that. Let me no. Like 12 years later. I know you don't care, but I was thinking
0: about it. And I was like, damn, that was messy. Nah, I mean, yeah, we're different, obviously. And I think that part of our differences is or part of having, I think, any relationship romantic or otherwise that works is like not projecting your own like uh, wants and desires and uh, expectations on other people. And I think I've gotten better with that because I don't really care. About I know, that. but still, you were just you sad know? and
3: alone in your basement. Like, yeah,
0: I'm fine I with being sad and alone. I had a
3: wife. I should have been there. Yeah, I
0: mean, I if there was something that you could do, I know there
3: was nothing I could have
0: done. Then I would have been like hurt if it was like I tore my ACL, and it'd be really helpful for you to come do this for me. It's like no, the Ravens were gonna so drive me it. to get it, uh, um, MRI. They're gonna take me home. I could get they food. They drove
3: your car home for you and stuff.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. I guess it it didn't seem, it's not something I would need, but I do understand that there are some people who would appreciate the like gesture of the sacrifice of showing up. I know that you like were upset at me because I didn't go to, I think there was when your grandmother died, I didn't go to the funeral. And you went to the I funeral, did, you
3: went to the funeral, you didn't go to the wake, which to me was harder than the funeral. But anyway.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I, and yeah, I think that's because I've learned better now, but I think it's because like, I don't, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> I, I didn't I know, need you. That's at, crazy to
3: me that you wouldn't have Yeah. Cared. I didn't, I didn't
0: that. care that you weren't at the ACL. I wouldn't care if you weren't at, like, a family member's funeral or something. It was like, unless there was something you could do. If you were showing up, was going to bring them back to life, and you didn't show up? How but dare you? But, you
3: know, you have changed some. And you know that sometimes just, like, you like being around me. And, like, our presence is, like, a present to each other. And, like, and I think that's something that we've both grown with. But, like, I don't know. It feels like I my support you like being around me gosh darn it you would have liked it's okay to say you're right you should have been there i would have liked it if you were there
0: um yes but don't beat yourself up over it because oh no i'm
3: not but it just like I, i didn't think randomly i thought about it i can't remember why you, you were imagine. in
0: law school, not med school. If you were in med school and you like had a revolutionary ACL um repair strategy and you was like, nah, I gotta stay at this internship, then we have a problem. Like, I don't know. We we weren't gonna sue the Ravens, so there's nothing you could but do. I
3: imagine though, like, and I didn't really because that I mean you did try to come back a little bit from that, but you never came back from that, like football wise. So like I imagine that. I wasn't aware at the time, like how dumb I was that like tearing your ACL was like for a cornerback, like yeah. a big injury that could be pretty detrimental to your career. And obviously it doesn't have to be, but it could be, um, or even that if it wasn't detrimental. You at least had to be out a whole year. And so I was like, oh, you, and I think you didn't even tell me, you said like you tore up your knee. My dad's an orthopedic surgeon. So I get home from my internship and I'm like at my parents' house chatting with him. I'm like, oh yeah, Dominique tore up his knee today. Um, <laughs> my dad is like, what? I was like, oh, okay." I'm still going (laughs) to stay here, though, and get to my internship in the morning. Like, that's awful of me. Um, So so, yes, you would have appreciated my presence and I'm sorry that you did not have it.
0: Yeah, ACL. Yeah, I do. I would have. Yeah, it would have been so much better. The ACL was bad. It was much worse because of the timing, because we went right into the lockout afterwards. Um, yeah. the year after. And so the rehab process was like at a local gym and not with the support of the the Ravens. It was like, um, with a, yeah, like, with a local rehab place. and it's not the same top level stuff. But, yeah, so they it definitely did have. An impact on my career, but it also allowed me to be more involved in the union, which like is what drove me to then go to business school. And so, like, I don't know, you saying you have regrets? Like, but yeah, you would have come out there, and your presence would have made my knee—I mean, so much it's better. It's not like that's not a major life regret. Oh, I'm not me. done. I was talking. I was okay, talking about sorry. the future that we could have had. Then I would have. Been healthier and better than I ever was before and went on to win multiple Super Bowls and be in the Hall of Fame right now. How dare you? And you wanted to go some internship. Children's Defense Fund. Oh, you want to defend children and not your own, I guess, future husband.
3: No, we were married at the time. I was your wife. I was your wife and I was not there.
0: I know. It's so
3: awful. It's so shameful. Thank you for sticking Uh, by me and not leaving me, though, at that moment.
0: You got you said you want to do regrets. Is that just an off the top regret, or you got more regrets? You got no, that was just
3: off the top. That was I thought about that recently. Um, what I was gonna do was was um, so believe it or not, guys, we don't really plan this segment at all. <laughs> Who would the fuck? Um, and so I was group texting with my siblings earlier and I was like, oh shoot. As you can see I didn't even put on a fun sweater, I'm wearing my normal workout hoodie. Um, I was group texting with my siblings. We're always in a group text together. Um and I was like, oh gosh, what are Dominique and I going to talk about today? Because I know sometimes like you have a thought that we might talk about. Sometimes we have no thoughts. I don't have any. I came up with a Rosenthorn, but I don't have a super compelling Rosenthorn, but we'll get to them in a bit. So I was like, oh, we need like something to talk about. And Elena sent me an article, my little sister, that said that there's a 34-year-old man. He like has made a TikTok about this that's gotten popular, um, who has, was functionally illiterate, like failed by education, you know, system growing up, and has taught himself to read at 34, and it's like, damn, like, and it's like, you know, documented on TikTok, and it's like, wow, like, you can learn things, like, it's never too old to learn new things, so my question for you was going to be, if you could learn something new, inspired by this man who learned to read at 34, and it's vulnerable enough to, like, put it out there for the world to see, you know, with him, um, and now he's, like, interested in learning, like, he wants to learn Spanish next and stuff, if you could learn something new right now, what would it be?
0: hmm this is on the spot what did you come up with since you had more time to think about it
3: honestly I kept trying to think of like either like because I think I've said on here before that I wish I growing up like had had a talent or a skill like I was always like sweet and smart like and those were the things about me but it wasn't like I was particularly good at anything I would try sports but like never really try them Hard and I just wasn't very good at them, <laughs> to be honest. Um, even though I was MVP of the B team, so actually I, I might have been decent at basketball. Um, and I wasn't like a good artist. I wasn't a good singer. I wasn't like a good musician. And so I wish I had like a talent, which is like something I could learn. Like whether it was, I was trying to decide between playing an instrument or I don't singing. know if you can. I
0: would, I would pick singing for you because you enjoy singing.
3: I love to sing. Yeah,
0: I wish you were good at it. That'd be nice if you were good. Oh my
3: God. But oh, I wasn't, you know what? I was, I was thinking of something you could teach, be taught though. Because honestly, something else I was thinking was running. Like, I wish I could be a good runner. Like I see people just outside looking like they're loving running. One is good for your like health and your physique. Um, but also like, it seems like it could be like, just a great activity but like i swear i whether it's on a treadmill or especially outside attempt to run i can walk my butt off i'm a super fast walker i could be in speed walking competitions but i just am not and i know like i do peloton stuff all the time and i love peloton speaking of which you have an espn coworker who's not quite your coworker, just sims who oh, yeah. is my favorite peloton instructor and like i don't get how y'all can't be on something together at work um just make that happen but anyway and they always say things like you know don't tell yourself you're not a runner like anyone can be a runner and i'm like i'm lying i can't because i've been trying and it's not working my lungs don't work like that my legs don't work like that i <sighs> mean um, then my kids are so fast because they get it from you so if running or you're right singing i heard Jalen hurts though singing like yesterday um the Philly song I'm letting you have more time to come with your answer and he was so bad at it but sung it so proud and I was like that made me like him like I really don't care who wins the Super Bowl but that kind of gave him because I just love to sing I like when people just I think
0: you're it. artistic too like I feel like you may not have the patience to like do artsy things but I think you have like whether you believe it or not I think you have like a sense of some artistic expression like physical art but I don't know that you you would actually want to do that, but whatever.
3: I would love to. I would love to be good at something creative. Like, so now, like, my problem is I think about, like, getting a job and going to work. And I'm like, being a lawyer, I don't want to do that. Like, like, and I don't. And I think I was raised in a family where my, like, like, people were, you're a doctor, you're a teacher, you're a lawyer. So when I looked at, like, school and what I'm going to become, it's like, I need to Go to so I went to school for teaching and then I went to law school. Um, and so I guess I could do either of those things. But I wish I was like an interior decorator, like that. I think I could find joy in, and I think I could do it like thirty hours a week, not like sixty. Um, or like an artist, like and just passion I wish I was like passionate about something like that. So if you can think of something for me, let me know. Okay, <laughs> you got to anyone, find not just friend. Dominique. And if you can think of something for me, people, let me know. So go ahead, honey. I bought you a lot of time
0: now. You what- buy me a lot of time. I think that when you said. I wish I really find, like, a bunch of different, um, like, science disciplines interesting, but, like, the the effort and time that it would require to become, like, a physicist. And also, like, the natural talent, I guess. So, uh, talent may not be the right word, but, like, the natural inclination. Like, I find all that stuff really interesting. And animals, uh, that stuff, like, space and all that stuff really interesting to me and i love to like i have all these alerts set up for like interesting scientific breakthroughs and i enjoy reading them and watching videos about it but i don't have like whatever inclination it is to like really understand like i would enjoy learning that and i think a little lighter one is also just like it's weird for me to say since i like communicate for a living but it's one of the things that i notice from you is like you're much better in social settings than i am and i just like naturally don't have that and i think it's just more you're like nicer and more likable and i don't really want to talk to people so it's fine. not nicer nice is the wrong word like i think i'm kind and generous are, whatever but like in social settings i don't, I don't, know, what I'm I don't know i don't know talk about talk to you guys but i find it really impressive that you're able to do that so you can give me that and i will give you speed trade okay
3: and I'll actually come for, you're right, I would love to be a surgeon. Like, that is a dream of mine because I watch The Surgeons on Grey's Anatomy, the black female ones. You can't,
0: you don't, you get grossed out by, like.
3: I wish that I wasn't. Okay. Like, literally, if I could be a surgeon, that would be so amazing. It's too late. I can't be. But, and like, I'm just kind of mad at my parents because, like, they were never the type of people who were like, Oh, we went into science, or we're doctors, so you should be too. But they should have been. They should have forced me to become a doctor, and I could become a surgeon, and I could be just like those women on Grey's Anatomy, saving lives. But they didn't. Like you I didn't resented really them think.
0: If they try to force you to be a doctor, and you also I would have been grossed out. But your your mom, who's also a doctor, also doesn't really like, or she just doesn't like doesn't. when you guys get shots, or she doesn't really like that in general.
3: I think it's us, but I mean, I would like to see her around some blood. <laughs> <clears throat> how that goes. She's not a doctor that has to deal with blood at work. I'm sure she didn't med school though. I'm sure she does some I don't know
0: what. Yeah, I mean she's thorn to me.
3: You're thorn? Okay, so we tried to go on a date on Friday and I say try because it was a little hurried because I was feeling great. I woke up Friday feeling great. I was like, I have to kick this cold. I'm done with it. Let's go out. Cause I hadn't been going out. Cause like post-COVID you can't go out coughing, right? And so we go to this restaurant, we go early. We go at like six when it's like empty enough Um, because I'm boring and I like to go out early when stuff is empty plus. Well, honestly, I really thought I didn't have my cold but luckily it's empty where we're sitting. And as I get there, I have these little coughs that I feel coming up and I'm like trying to hold them down. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then they just started like coming, right? So we had to hurry up. And, like, leave quickly. Um, And then we took an Uber back. And in the Uber, I was really trying not to cough. It was only, like, a 12-minute ride. And I was trying... That was so mean. And we already know that I have a bad Uber rating. And then I really think that something like a leaf from the dinner was like stuck in the left side of my throat because that's Gosh. what it felt like. So I was like, oh my God, I'm choking. I'm choking. And literally we were like three blocks from my house, but I just can't hold it anymore. I'm trying not to cough. I have a mask on. I have the window down. Well, I put the window all the way down and I just lean my head. I'm like, I'm so sorry, sir. Something's caught in my throat. And something really was caught in my throat, but it was the complication of something that was caught in my throat. Plus I had had a cold that I thought I was over that maybe I wasn't over. So I started having this cough attack in the back of the Uber but head out the window i wish it had been on your account um so you could have gotten the ding <laughs> no, for that that's why
0: i don't order ubers with you anymore. and so
3: i'm like oh my god i'm choking and i don't think i was lying like there was something caught in my throat but it was that mixed with the fact that i already had a cold and dominique sits there no you're not you're not choking you have a cold you are not why would you say that like just go with it say i'm choking. i believe
0: it i believe in honesty i that poor uber driver.
3: i was choking and i had a cold though
0: his his well-being is Det- his wealth I mean his health is a determining factor he needs to be able to drive I want him to know be to guard sir protect yourself
3: and then we got home from that day early and I said let's extend it with part two of the day because I want to see you people I think it's called on Netflix and our only our two oldest kids were here because the youngest was with my sister that night and then he invites them to watch the movie with us it was supposed to be the two of us so I come in from my shower and I see him sitting in the bed and my 12-year-old, excuse me, I just spit, my 12-year-old sitting right next to him like, hey, mom. And I was like, "Huh." so then the 10-year-old, 9-year-old, who'll be 10 soon, comes and gets in. So we watch it. It's funny. We had to fast forward through some scenes because we were watching it with children, which wasn't the plan. But Dominique insisted on inviting them because he tries to be such a good father. And then one of them, my children must be dirty because I had an allergic reaction clearly from what I think it was all the pet hair and my son's hair because he'd been playing with animals but anyway so I'm like not only did you ruin the movie and make me miss scenes ruin like what's supposed to be the better part of our date because the first part got ruined with my coffin coughing, coughing but then my eyes were damn near swollen shut because of this little boy and then I had to take Benadryl which knocked me out um anyway so those are my thorns for you I love you though anyway because you're the best
0: I love you, too. Thanks, Sarah Abbott. Thanks, Adi Khan. Thanks, Charlie Kravitz and Christina Buswell. You're the best. Bye. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.